Oh, okay. Well, let's get started. Hello, you guys, and welcome to We're Podding This Together. It's the podcast where we guide you through your favorite or not so favorite Disney Channel original movies. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh. I'm Sammy. I'm Andoni. Get ready to unleash the darkness because today we're watching Twitches 2. And that's 2 T O O. Nice. Just so you know. So, after using their powers to battle the forces of darkness, the sisters settle down to lead normal lives. However, they discover that their biological father may not be dead, but residing in New York, causing <laughs> for the pair. Wait, why New York? What? I don't know. I don't know. Were they, were they in New York? Because we didn't they're, learn that until the very end. No, but they're not even supposed to be in New York. Is this copy and pasted right from IMDb? Yeah. <laughs> yeah new york has nothing to do with this movie really yeah instead of Shadowland, it says new york <laughs> i mean yeah. close enough well was was lorian on the last one i don't know that's what i was gonna ask who all watched the first one i did i did so i'm the odd one out but don't worry i went back i watched the first movie and i loved it i liked the first movie it was really you good. guys loved it too like yeah yeah relatively i think we all gave it sevens yeah, in the grand yes. scheme of DCOMs, it really wasn't that bad. So I watched that, and I was like, this is exciting. I like this. It's kind of Halloween. Let's watch the second one. Yay! Wait, did you watch them both today? I watched them back to back. Have you guys seen the Twitches movies before recording, like, or Twitches 2? I think I definitely, well, I definitely had seen the first Twitches. I don't Same. remember this one. Yeah. I remember parts of it, mainly that they changed the actress for Ileana and yes. not talk about it. Yeah. At all. And Which I is, liked her. Who, the original one? The, re- the original one and the new yeah. one. They were both yeah. fine, really. In different ways. But the thing is, like, they could have they could have explained it. Like, you have a world where everyone's using magic. It would be so easy to be like, yeah, I was getting old, tired of my old look, so I decided to change it. And then that could have been it. Yeah, but instead, it's kind of just this awkward, like, I'm still me, and this is still my husband. Or Oh, you ruined the surprise. Sorry. I think the witch world is a little bit different in this. It's not like, this is more like a magical world and less about witches. Which, which in this movie, witch is just a title it's not a lifestyle which is what i need it to be yes i did like uh, so okay we get this whole recap about like the story and how what happened and how they defeated the darkness and how they found each other yada yada you know twin stuff <laughs> <laughs> but then we get this awesome like the girls are bickering and they're like throwing spells at each other and changing each other's clothes and then like one of them gets turned completely blue and I, like, burst out laughing. I thought that was the funniest thing. It's very much like the dressmaking scene in Sleeping Beauty. Yes! Oh, that's, that's exactly like that. I guess my pizza's here, but... So, I'll be right back. <laughs> you keep talking about the fun scene. We did slightly jump ahead. It starts in Coventry. Recap. Bio Mom's being stalked by a creepy shadow, which is very reminiscent of the darkness. But mm-hmm. with better CGI. Yeah, I guess they increased their budget for this movie. Well, I mean, I feel like it didn't take a lot to make it look better because in the <laughs> first one, the darkness was like pixelated. I was like, really? Like, just zoom out a little bit. You, you can make it. But in this one, the shadows were a lot better. The castle itself was real bad. I think they made the mistake once in the movie of having a scene with CGI and a real person. And then for the rest of the movie, they were very smart and like kept them separate. Yeah. Okay, uh, so the budget for the first Twitches was $20 million. What? It didn't look like it. Uh, no. The budget for this movie was $26.5 million. So that extra $6.5 million clearly went to the CGI. Yeah, I guess CGI is really expensive. But I feel like for $20 million, you could make a better movie than what they did. I, I'm certain a large chunk of that budget was for Tia and Tamara. Yeah, I really have no idea what the costs are like to make a movie. There are a lot of people that go into it, you know, writers and producers and 
uh, craft service yeah. and makeup and hair and CGI. Okay, $20 million seems a bit more reasonable when you think about all the people that go into making a movie. Right. You have to pay their salaries for like the two months it takes to film. and Plus you got to pay all of Canada's fees and stuff. Is that a thing? I thought people chose to film in Canada because there were less fees, fewer fees. Tax breaks? Tax breaks. You know who doesn't need a tax break is Cameron because she's the rich sister. Yes. She's practicing magic and she's not good at it. She is not good at it. She's sitting at the kitchen table and she's like, mom, dad, I've been practicing. Let me show you. And then she nearly kills her dad. With pancakes. And then she's just like, oh, that went better than last time. And I'm like, why did you tell them you've been getting good at this? She's like, oh, I think I'm, I think I'm improving. Like, how is this an improvement? Maybe, maybe everything just exploded before. Like she never long bottomed everything. There was something about like, don't tell them about the car or something. Like, I, what happened with the car? I mean, she like blew the car up, I guess. I feel like no matter how rich I get, if my daughter blows up a car, I would notice. Yeah. yeah like, hey, didn't I buy you a nice car? Why are you taking the bus? What's, uh, <laughs> what's that about? She's trying to connect with the common people. <laughs> and then for some reason, Cameron thinks there was something wrong with Alex. So she ran upstairs to check on her. Her magic goes a little haywire and ends up pushing her against the wall. Oh, yeah. It like slams the Murphy bed up. Yeah, that was it. There was a shadow above her. So she was like, <sighs> she was kind of right. Uh, but then Alex wakes up and she's like, why would you do that? And then they, that's when they have their little magic fight, which I thought was adorable. I wonder how long it took to like paint her blue just for a whole 30 seconds in the movie. I don't know. It looked like pretty cheap blue paint. It looked like they just kind of dunked her in a tub of blue. <laughs> so the fairly odd parents of Karsh and Ileana, who Ileana is not the same actress, as we said before, pop up in the pool. Because even though they've been doing magic for forever, they still are goofy and can't get it right. I thought their goofiness was a little overboard on this one. Like the last one, they were silly, but they were competent. I think it was the delivery of the actress in this one. Because in the last one, Ileana, she was much more cutesy. Oh, this one just seemed like they, they couldn't do anything right. In the last one, they knew how to use magic, and they were good at it. They were just kind of bumbling as people. But and the running gag throughout the movie is mostly that Ileana can't do magic. That Karsh never lets her do magic. So every time she's like, let me do it, I'm going to do it. And then she always goofs it up somehow. Like, she drops a door on his foot. It kind of reminds me of Steve Carell in The Office. Like, at the first few seasons, he's a terrible manager, but he's a competent salesperson. And then, like, his character just gets less and less realistic as the show goes on. Hi, Josh. We're talking about Karsh and Eliana and how they're incompetent buffoons. Yeah, who fall into a pool. We have not gotten very far past the magic. That's okay. Yeah, do they really do anything? No. They don't no. really do anything. No, and later on when they're when they when they say that they're gonna help take care of the bad dude, they get knocked off the building. So they don't do anything. They were just they were the comic relief. But yeah. so yeah. were the sisters. So But in any case, they decide to throw this pool party to deliver some official business, which is that they're getting married and Bio mom wants to see them immediately. Yes. yes. Very important. She needs to see them both right now, which is why she sent people there who, who took the slowest way and had to sit down before they got yes. that information. But anyway. And had to tell them that they're getting married like right now. And one of the sisters is like, um, hold up. I have like college admissions interviews or something extremely important. I can't just leave right now. This is what I was like, hold on. Isn't there like a time spell? Isn't there like magic that you can be like in two places at once? Wouldn't that be a thing? They're not that good. I really feel like this movie takes place maybe two months after the first one ends. Yeah, it, uh, there was like almost no time that passed because yeah. they're at the beginning. The Cameron's parents, adoptive parents, were talking about how they're. Are you getting to know your sister? She's staying here. You guys can get you know get to know one another. So it's clearly they're still kind of strangers to each other. Well, one of the girls go. I can't remember their names because Cameron. Cameron is the rich one. Alex is the not rich one. Gotcha. Also, the rich one is the sun witch, and the poor one's the moon witch. Artemis is the moon. Apollo's the sun. Which, like, in the first movie, you guys had mentioned that 
they don't play on that really at all like the sun and the moon stuff in this one at least they're like there's an eclipse coming that involves both sun and moon yeah yeah and there was the spell really relied on both like at one point they're doing the spell and she's like oh there was too much moon or not enough moon because one of the girls wasn't into it at least they tried (laughs) (laughs) so she's at she's in coventry talking to bio mom she, she's got to start doing her princessly duties, which does not just include wearing tiaras and waving at people. You got you to gotta be good at magic and be stately and regal and shit. Okay, this part kind of confused me because she's like, I want to be a princess. Everyone was kind of judging her for like wanting to be a princess and dress up and like go to balls. But literally they did that and she had like a fancy dress to wear and like, like I understand there were more things to it, but that was part of it. Like, yeah, it, it did happen like that. Yeah, but there's more responsibility than just yeah, there's just there. the dresses and the tiaras. And she kind of shows up and she's like, when do I get to parade around in my pretty dress? And they're all like, um, we have more important matters to do with <laughs> right now. But they didn't tell him right away. They didn't even tell him like why they were really there. Yeah. No, they didn't. So for Miranda, the bio mom, was adamant that they get there right now. And then when Alex went to college instead, she was pissed off. But then she didn't even tell them what they're there for. She made it a no. super secret. Um, And in doing so, I became suspicious of their bio mom. Like the whole time I was like, is she being controlled by the darkness? Throughout the whole movie, she just gets more and more suspicious. And she gets more and more not likable. <laughs> so I was like, well, this is their great bio mom, and now, like, I don't like her. Yeah. So anyway, so Cameron's supposed to be doing magic lessons as part of her stately training, and then they don't even show a, ma- a learning montage. No! Well, they, they say, they say uh, you're going to go off with Ileana to learn some magic, like, right now. And then she walks off with Ileana, and Ileana's like, um, I gotta go do some wedding planning stuff, and leaves. I'm like, I thought she had to learn magic right now. I thought this was urgent. Yeah. They throw her in a room with a book and she like breaks a vase and then puts it oh, back no. together. They, they tell her, okay, fine, you're going to do magic lessons. But first, you're actually going to go, we're going to get you in some princess gear first. Yeah. <laughs> what she wanted. They yeah. Give her. And then she like finds this book and she starts smashing things and she meets a cute boy who she Uh-oh. thinks is a prince, but he's really not. Where did she come up with the idea that he was a prince anyway? She just assumes that anyone in the castle dressed kind of nicely is a prince. Also, maybe it was the guy liner because everyone that's involved with the royal family, the man wears guy liner. Oh, the yeah. other servant dude had the guy liner too, though. I think that was just a Coventry thing. I think, yeah. I think men are naturally born with a lot of heavy eye yes. makeup. Yeah, yes. I do. Or maybe it's just a style choice for Coventry. Like, <gasps> Yeah. i was like maybe maybe the real life makeup looks of rockers were inspired by them totally but then i realized that that didn't really make sense so yeah no uh, any pop punk emo band from the mid 2000s their references come straight back to twitches (laughs) (laughs) i mean honestly some of the outfits that the dudes wear which was like crushed velvet very high buttoned with with kind of military style buttons down it. That, that's very reminiscent of what My Chemical Romance wore back yeah. in 2008. Yeah. This would have been hashtag relevant. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, Without the hashtag, sorry. Josh, you're done. <laughs> you're off the podcast. Oh. You're hashtag irrelevant. Oh. There's a sick burn. Um. So the, the girls both have like little love interests in this one. Mm. Yeah, but none of them are very well developed. <laughs> no, the one with Alex in the college doesn't really pan out or hold any interest for me at all. Neither, I mean, I have a mild interest in the servant boy at the at Coventry. Yeah, there's something going on there. Idea why he's interested in Alex. It's Yeah, that makes no sense. Is it just because she's a princess? Is it because he thinks Maybe. that she's pretty? He never says anything. So. No. I don't like the one at the college because he comes off very strong and uh, yes, hey girl, I'm talking to you. Like we find out later on that he dumped the other sister, so it's like trading up or something. It was what is he trying to do here? But he I didn't know. even know that. 
he aggressively walks up to Alex and talks to her as if he knows her. And so Alex is like, I think you're thinking of somebody else. He's like, no, no, no. I'm talking about you. And then Cameron's best friend finds Alex and says, oh, they used to date. You should keep your hands off him. She's like, oh, I have zero interest anyway. Which isn't true. I Can I say, the I like the best, Cameron's best friend is probably my favorite character. She's funny and I want more <laughs> of her. Like, I, I'm like, She's hashtag real. Okay, I'll stop hashtagging. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is like when you were talking about in Wendy Wu or whatever, how we stand these bitches. <laughs> I don't even know why. Oh my gosh. Was that Wendy Wu? It really yeah. was. Yeah, I'm sorry. We've watched a lot of girl power movies together. We have. We stand them. Yeah, we stand. Cheetah Girls 3 is coming up, so get ready. <laughs> oh, so yeah, the guy at the college has a like dark shadow we see oh yeah it like passes through him and then he has renewed interest in her that was weird because he was already interested in her and then he was he was kind of pushy but he was going to drop it when alex showed zero interest mm-hmm. but then like the shadow shows up and he like runs after him and is like can i walk you home but then he doesn't do anything he doesn't like glean any information oh and then later on they're like What's wrong with him? He's still standing across the street staring at our house. Yeah. Isn't that creepy? Like, call the fucking cops. Or, I don't know, probably your gated community security guard. uh, But then there's another shadow that follows Cameron up, like, those set of stairs. And that attaches to a different guy. I think that was also Thantos. But then she ends up finding a ring. Yeah, so I think... All the shadow interaction up until the very end is Thantos just manipulating them into thinking uh, yeah. they're dead. Which is what everyone was saying all along. Yes, which is kind of like frustrating to like root for one of the characters the whole time. And then at the end, you're like, oh, I rooted for the wrong one. Yeah. I mean, in the end, she was right. She was just wrong yeah. about the major stuff. Is it bad that I kind of was on the mom? and Cameron's side. In that You're side. more of like the play it safe kind of guy? Well, in that more of like the it's for the greater good kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, do you yeah. agree with the, the mom taking away the magical powers of everyone in the kingdom? See, that I'm not sure about. That was another... This is, this is one of those movies where like all the plot lines never get really addressed. Yeah. That was... <laughs> well, it just kind of added to her coming off as evil which they're like trying to present a red herring and like throw us off the trail and make us think that maybe she was bad it kind of just served more or maybe purposely to show that being a ruler is not always black and white and sometimes you have to make really tough decisions yeah i just wish they would have said something like at the end once everybody is happy and healthy again they would have been like oh now we're going to restore magic to the common people i mean she did but it was oh yeah 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 they did. Very much in passing. Okay. Like, oh, hey, I'm... how are you doing? Oh, I got my magic back. Let's go this way. Okay, I missed that part. I think it would have been cool to, like, see the... Yes. I mean, I guess there's exactly two commoners in the entire castle that yeah. well, that's, put eyeballs that, on, but... <laughs> that's the thing that, like, started to bother me about this after watching the first one. It's literally, like, they're either in their bedroom or in, like, a random castle style building and you're like okay i'm kind of tired of being in these two rooms can like we see more of this world it would have been cool to see more of coventry for sure but i also was excited to see alex at school a different setting and then there Mm. just was never really much of that yeah and we don't see many like magical mischief going on they do Mm. at one point like swap clothes when they're talking to the to the marcus dude and they, like, try to get this inside scoop on each other, kind of. That was cute. I really liked that scene. I thought it was acted pretty well, too. That's the... Tia and Tamara are, like, they're good. They made this enjoyable. Do you think they... Well, probably why they don't do twin things anymore. But how tired do you think they were of saying the same line at the same time by this point in their careers? It probably got to be a lot. They have, like, YouTube channels now. They're kind of fun to watch. So Ileana and Karsh tell them that Thantos is back and that they need to learn to do a spell to kill everything in the Shadowland. 
which is stressful because Alex believes that her dad is in the Shadowland. What all is in the Shadowland? That's what I'm wondering. I'm yeah, I'm a little and concerned about that. How does one end up in the Shadowland? Do you just die Are you and you're banished? It's... So many unanswered questions. I don't understand don't the Shadowlands. But whatever it is, they want to get rid of everything there. Like, what if you put on a really fierce, smoky eye? Do you end up in the Shadowlands? Probably, yes. yes. That's why they only do, like, a light guy liner. They don't go full, like, glam. Well, they're always, like, just towing the edge of danger. <laughs> like, if I go a little bit darker with this eye shadow, I'm going straight to the Shadowland. But nope, I'm just going to stop right there. Playing with danger. Living on the edge. On the edge of an eyelash. Living on an eyelash. Okay, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> Those wings are too fierce. You are banished to the Shadowland. Yeah. This is where, like, Artemis is not into this. And she's like, whoa, I kind of don't think we should do this. I think there's a chance our dad could be alive. We don't want to kill everything with the spell. But she's still, like, kind of going with it, but not, but kind of. Well, because she, like, feels like she has to. My other question is, is everyone's shadow part of the Shadowland and the spell that they use, is that just going to wipe out shadows forever? We don't know. None we don't it, know what the Shadowland is. None of it is clear, Andoni. Stop asking questions. We don't Listen, have the, the answers. It's here. all in the dark. You could say it's like a shadow. It's all in the shadows. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the mom and Cameron just keep telling Alex that it's a, it's a red herring it's definitely Thantos making you believe that it's your dad. That ring that you found, Thantos got it when the dad died. And all of these symbols, it's just him trying to make you believe that dad's alive so that you can bring him power. Mm-hmm. And Alex is like, no, I am adamant. My my stories that I wrote are never wrong yeah, and her dad's alive. That's what she yeah. believes. Yeah, she firmly like, believes dad is alive. Yeah. All the like signs are are showing to her that that, that is the case. And she has the gift of knowing. And it's she, hard to argue with that. Writing these stories, it's like he's alive, and if that's yeah. what her gift is, then it's really hard to argue with that. Yeah. But they try to tell the mom, convince the mom that, and so she takes them to his secret study and tells them about him and the star that he gave her as a first present on a date or something on a first date. Oh, first date. Like, damn. Yeah. It was a cute story. (gasps) And they did a little flashback to when they were dancing at like the ball. And I was like, this is giving me beauty and the beast vibes. And I live for it. You stand it. I stand beauty and the beast. But where was everybody else at the ball? I don't, that Just was a little bit awkward. There, yeah, room. There cannot be any more than five people in Coventry at any given time. Yeah, whoa, whoa. You can't afford those extras. <laughs> but I definitely saw that scene and I was like, they just did not want to do costumes for like 100 people. <laughs> they were like, let's just have it be the two. It'll be romantic. That actually explains a lot why there was very few people in Coventry because they would have to do a lot of costuming and probably hire quite a few makeup artists to put on all that eyeliner. Yeah. <laughs> That's a smart way for them to save money. Oh my gosh. I wonder if there is someone who has like eyeliner for Twitches too on their resume, like a makeup artist. <laughs> yeah, they they sat the, the extras down in the my chair and <laughs> they were like uh, make them make them look like they're from another dimension. And I'm but like, also you guys from, are not from the Shadowland. <laughs> but not from the Shadowland. He's like, well, you guys are paying me like 20 bucks to be here. So. Uh, <laughs> okay. Like, so we're thinking good Charlotte or. Uh... <laughs> oh, so there's the like the servant dude, Dimitri. He has a little, it's cute, but it's sad scene where Cameron is chasing him down. And she's like, hey, hey, Dimitri, hey, hey, hey. And he's like running away because he's washing dishes as like... Well, he's just carrying an orb. And that, that's not the yeah, first time we've just seen a servant carrying an orb. It doesn't make any sense. What are it, the orbs? It made no sense. And the way he know. And the way he rushed to stash it behind the tree, like, I mean, what are you doing with that orb? What is it? What Like, you're working for Thantos, clearly. Yeah, we... 
So like the weird shadows and orbs. And I'm like, what is going on? Who is the bad guy? I don't yeah. get it. Turns out he was just a servant dude and he didn't want to tell her, which understandable. Yeah. And she's like hesitates to go after him and it was kind of sad. It was yeah. really but, sad. But Alex chases him down and then this is how we find out that no one has magic aside from the royals because he asks to borrow some of her magic and she's like, oh yeah, totally, psych. Shrinking the teapot, Santos. Yeah, good magic skills. I love the teapot maneuver. She's pretty adept at, at it while Cameron... Yeah, just, I feel... Yeah. What is Cameron's strength at all? If Alex has like the gift of knowing and she's good at magic, charming people. What? She's positive and and charismatic. Uh, yeah, and she's not a total Debbie Downer. All right. Alex That's is always it. like mur, mur, mur. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> so Alex. It does thought... seem like she got the shit into the stick. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Oh, you know what she's good at? She's got that convertible. Yeah, she's good <gasps> she at did... uh, having and money. She's at, no, she's, she actually is really good at making the portals to get to Coventry. That's true. Alex is not... I don't think she did it once in this movie. Maybe she, she did. did. Yeah. She made the portal yeah. to get home when she was like, I'm taking the next door out of here. Oh, look, there's one. Sassy. <laughs> but Cameron can do that cool thing where she like transports her entire Porsche in the sky... And they almost fall to their death, which I I guess like makes her even better at magic. Maybe. That really reminds me. I grew up outside of Philly and a lot of school trips we took were to the Benjamin Franklin Institute and they had an IMAX theater there. So they would show things like, I don't know, Nat Geo's Safari, blah, blah, yeah. blah, trips to Antarctica. But the opening scene was always this thing just to really show how crazy the wide, the IMAX screen was where a guy was window washing and then he just lets the rope go. And his the friggin' thing, he was in just like a single harness, not in one of those big scaffolds. So he just lets the rope go. And it just starts zooming down and the camera angle changes just to point down to the ground. And as a kid, I was always like leaning back and gripping onto my chair. <laughs> I was like, ah! Oh my gosh. But yeah, so it reminded me of that. <laughs> it was like magic. Uh, speaking of magic, this is the part where Alex and Cameron pretend to be each other and talk to Marcus. Yeah, he's like, Marcus is like, I don't know, I kind of didn't want to see her anymore because I thought she was vain and like a little narcissistic or something like that. And then the other sister walks on in. She's like, look at my shoes. Aren't they great? (laughs) It was pretty fantastic. There's a lot of back and forth between being at Cameron's house and being in Coventry. Mm-hmm. Like those are the only two sets that they used but so the darkness shadow takes over the maid who wasn't in the first movie it was a different maid i'm pretty sure oh my god yeah you're right there was the maid and i think at the end of the first movie she's like i quit yeah there's a different maid who they hired in the course of like two months who also is fully aware of the magic going on yeah and come to terms with it and seems to be very familiar with cameron this was a funny scene, though. I guess the shadow took over her, and she starts banging on Cameron's door and yelling snickerdoodles. Yeah. And Cameron just opens the door and grabs the snickerdoodles, and the mage just, like, turns around and just starts yelling snickerdoodles all the way down the stairs. And Cameron's like, normal day. Yeah. How does that not freak you out? It freak How does that... So, why didn't they say anything? Also, why did the shadow thing do that? Like, just to see them, or...? Yeah, I think that shadow was the dad, and he was taking care of the girls. <gasps> oh, and that explains maybe like he had less power, so he couldn't like actually talk. All he could do was to go snickerdoodle, snickerdoodle, snickerdoodle. I love my girls, and I want them to have snickerdoodles. Every girl deserves a snickerdoodle. Which honestly, like, give me some oatmeal raisin. <sighs> No, snickerdoodles are really good, but I find that they're so rich. I feel really guilty after eating a few. Whereas oatmeal raisin, I'm like, oh, this is kind of healthy. I'm yeah, it's got, it's got dried fruit in it. And oatmeal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's basically breakfast. It, it's exactly breakfast. It's all the ingredients of like a muffin. But and serious. say that a muffin's a healthy breakfast, though. Um, it is a breakfast, Shut though. your mouth. It is a breakfast, but not a healthy one. <laughs> 
if if you just cut the sugar out of an oatmeal raisin cookie and probably like only used a quarter of the butter, it might be pretty healthy. Yeah. Maybe I'll try making that. I'll get back to you and let you know how horribly bland it is. So an oatmeal bar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, snickerdoodles. Alex goes back to dad's study. Ooh, yeah. What sign does she get from Aaron then? That's when he drew the star in the uh, window. Oh, yeah. And then she tries to tell the mom, and the mom, again, further incriminating herself as possibly evil. She's like, I don't want to hear anything about this. Stop it. Oh, gosh. And she's like, I should have never told you that story. Which is like, come on, lady. I wasn't feeling the mom in this. She was kind of mean, but she was also right. But also people deal with trauma in different ways. Yeah, I guess there's a cultural barrier, too. (laughs) Like, a different dimension cultural barrier. And royalty. But still, there's easier ways to, like communicate things that would have cleared this whole thing up i don't know also so alex has never had a father she never had an adoptive father that cameron has she's never had any kind of father also she has the gift of knowing and knows that he's still alive and she's just desperate to have him around the mom has had how old they were supposed to be like 21 22 or something like that right yeah the mom has had that long to grieve and mourn her husband's death yeah but it's really difficult when someone like can you imagine if someone that you love died and then someone else years later was like oh they're still alive yeah exactly that's what i'm saying like the mom has had this long the mom's had this long to grieve him like he she's she has moved on it not saying that like it's not still a sensitive subject for her because it clearly is but she's had time to move on alex has only just learned because this is almost immediately after the first movie. She's only just learned that not only did she have this family, but her dad is dead. Yeah. And she hasn't had that time to process and grieve. And so she's clinging on to this hope. And the mom's just like, I gave up all that hope 21 years ago. Yeah. But also, ow. Sorry, my cat scratched me. Also, uh, Cameron's dad at one point, he's like, Alex, you know, you can call me dad if you want. So that was really sweet, but also a little bit forward, consider, considering you only met her possibly three months ago. And she's been living there for, what, like a week or two? Or maybe mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit more? It's still pretty fresh. That part was a little weird. I was like, Dude. It was weird. He was trying to be sweet and kind and, like, nurturing and welcoming. And she shut him down real hard. So I felt bad and uncomfortable on both yeah. ends. That and the age thing... He's really not that much older than them, and it still is a little weird. Yeah, call me daddy. You can call me daddy anytime you want. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Walter. (laughs) So Alex drags Cameron to the dad's study. They ask for another sign. And this this spirit's really acquiescent about giving signs, you know? Yeah, they get a, like, the book does the thing where it, like, flies off the shelf, and it opens up, and the pages turn. (laughs) <laughs> and it goes to another spell that's just like the vanquishing spell, except this one will release their friends. Do you know that song, I Saw the Sign, from our childhood? Yes. I mm-hmm. saw the sign. And, and it opened. opened up the book, I saw the sign. Wow. <laughs> Did you guys ever watch Care Bears? Yes. Yeah. There's like a Care Bears movie that had a demon book. That would like open up to certain pages and like cast spells. I don't remember remember this, but it was terrifying. I remember being a little terrified by Care Bears when I was a kid, too. Yeah, it's a little eerie. And I don't think I've ever told anybody that I was scared of Care Bears. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I'm not alone. No, totally. A lot of childhood, (laughs) a lot of childhood TV shows and cartoons were kind of scary i could yeah. not watch courage the cowardly dog Ooh, oh my yeah. god yeah, the animation was so creepy but so i really like that show i want to go back and watch it now because i am a much less scaredy kid than i was you know what really scared me as a kid like scared the shit out of me was the thriller music video mm-hmm. oh, I... it was really scary especially the part when he first transforms into the werewolf like they're walking in the woods and he falls on the ground. I remember specifically, my parents were like, and don't you look away, this part's scary. I was like, no, I'll be fine. But like what I had done was I was standing like off to the side of the TV. So like I was basically like P 
peering around the edge of the TV and whips around with his yellow eyes and the sharp teeth. I was like, ah! And then I- <laughs> right. So were you guys scared of Twitches too? <laughs> I was scared. Not really. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's a, there's a secondary spell that can release, release, release the shadows from the shadow world, essentially yeah. doing the opposite of the vanquishing spell. Um, quickly, they realize the person who would have to say the line that's different is Cameron. So it'll be up to Cameron, like, whether she chooses the, the mom's side or her sister's side, basically. And the eclipse is happening right now. They have to make the choice. They were so right unprepared. Everyone so was unprepared. No an eclipse is coming, which only lasts like 15 minutes or whatever. I don't know about their dimension. But like, you get things ready. At this place, everyone was like, it's happening now. Run, run, run. Go, go, go. I'm like, you guys, did you not prepare for this ritual that's going to save everything or what? Or destroy everything. They spent a good chunk of this movie asking the girls if they've rehearsed the spell. But nobody ever, like, checked in on them. It was just like, shouldn't you guys be, be working on that spell? There was a lack of magic stuff in this. Like, they had fun magic where at one part she's trying to walk through a wall, but she gets stuck and her, like, butt's on the other side. And that was fun. But I wanted, like, a little more, like, magic, magic. I wanted another training montage. Like, in the first one, they had this little, like, discovering their powers thing. Something. But, you guys, yeah, the eclipse happens. It's like, the moon is covering the sun or the, yeah. Moon's yep. covering the sun. And they're doing their spell, blah, 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 blah. Alex gets to her line, and she's like, and blah, blah, blah. And Cameron freezes up. She freezes. And then she decides to cast the vanquishing spell. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Which, I, that releases, like, a ball of light. And that light's going after every shadow it sees. You guys, I know the song didn't come out yet when this movie came out, but all I could think of was that song by Ariana Grande that's like, the light is coming to take back everything the darkness stole. <laughs> the light is coming. Like, she just repeats that forever. I don't know that one. I feel like there was only one song in this movie, but was there a song by Tia and or Tamara? I don't know. Did they do songs? I, I really don't did. know. Oh, there's a song performed by the Cheetah Curls. Oh. Really? Yes. Which so one? Bring, so Bring It On. I don't know that. Uh, there are no musical moments that stood out, to be honest. No. Yeah, there are literally two songs listed in the soundtrack. One's by the Cheetah Girls, and the other one's by Jessa. I've never heard of Jessa. Hmm. Anywho, so she casts the vanquishing spell. Because <gasps> yeah. She feels a duty to her people and to the, the, the land. Alex is like, yeah, bitch, I can't believe you did that. And she runs back to the dad's study to save his shadow. And... Oh, she does. Help me out, Dad. And he fl- the shadow flips the book to another spell to transfer all the powers to someone else. And she gives her, her powers to the shadow. And you know who it is? It's the filthy uncle. It's Santa. It's Daddy Uncle. Say uncle. Say uncle. Say daddy. Oh. Say both. It's Uncle Daddy. <laughs> yeah. But it's exactly back. who everyone has been saying it was all along. Yeah. Um, so I was really confused here. She gave all of her powers to him, but then later mm-hmm. she was doing magic. Thank you. <laughs> I, in every witch movie I've seen, when someone like takes your powers or takes your magic or something, you are like physically dead for a while. Like that's a thing where it really impacts you. She was just like, well, whatever, my power's gone. Ha ha ha. Well, I think part of it is that, like, I guess part of her power is stored in her sister or something. I still think if you give all of your powers to somebody, you gave all of your powers to somebody. Yeah. yeah. She you, literally said, I give you everything. Everything. And I can understand, like, earlier in the movie when uh, Dimitri was asking to borrow some magic, like, I can, like, a little bit. And how does magic even work? Does it, like, does it restore? Is it, like, a battery and you can, like, recharge later? Or... It- we don't know but or maybe you can transfer like discrete amounts and that gets expended 
but otherwise you have like an unlimited amount because they never seem to be tired or yeah stuff not that they do a lot but that's the thing it's like with these magic movies you have to have some of the lore like you have to have some of the story there like that's why harry potter is so great you kind of understand the the like science behind the magic yeah it's just like whatever goes kind of there must be like a a recharge system because they were talking about how the mom was still weak from having just fought oh yeah you can only do the cute twin witch thing for so long yeah and that is about one and a half movies well especially when there's so much there's clearly so much lore in this world that we're just not privy to yeah it's one thing if it's just like a fun movie about twin witches just doing magic but they clearly make they clearly created a lore around it and then didn't explain well, it yeah it was based on books so i don't know if they're i don't know if they're relying on on the viewer having read the books or just i think they're really just movie. making it up yeah just like blissfully ignorant audience members so so yeah the evil uncle is there how does the dad get found then he knows the whole time where the dad is so he like goes to the human realm and extracts him from the shadow of the maid which makes it seem like shadow land is multi-dimensional or trans-dimensional maybe Mm -hmm. so Anyways, he like takes the shadow away from the maid and it's the dad. And then he's like, well, I'm going to take this back to Coventry. So in that's in, in like the space of five to 10 minutes, there was a lot of back and forth, which was really confusing and annoying and not necessary. Yeah. Yeah. They're just building drama. And at one point they're like, what door can we take? I don't know. Like just open a closet door and jump. Yeah. And yeah, so they have to take the car again. They were trying to put in a lot of comedy at this point where it just didn't work this time. I don't know. In the last movie, the little tidbits of comedy worked a bit better, even when they were in a tense situation. I feel like using the same bad guy was a little bit of like a cop out. And they do it a lot in these movies. Calabar's revenge is, you know, exacted by his son. Wait, yeah. who gave birth to Calabar's son? We don't know. We don't. There's a lot we don't know about Halloween Town. Let me tell you there's how. So much we don't know about <laughs> Halloween. So much Town. we don't know. Literally yesterday, I was like, Lori, we still don't know what happened to their dad. What happened to their dad? We need to know. We'll never know. Four movies, and they never even mention the dad, do they? No, no. never. <laughs> Not once. It's Calabar. And the, what and they frustrates me is the brother. The mom keeps hinting at stuff. It's not even that her past is a mystery. It's that she hints at stuff yeah. for four movies and we never find out anything. What about the grandpa? Like, did Aggie just have like an immaculate conception of her daughter? Clearly. Who, super oh, normal and mortal. Look, all I'm saying is this time of year, Halloween season, people like to say Halloween Town is the best decom. Oh, my favorite Halloween movie. Well, have you watched it? I'm betting not. Okay, go back and watch it. I people. agree with that. Okay, well, so Thantos steals the dad out of the maid shadow and takes him back to Coventry and just kind of beats him up, throws him around yeah. some. A good, good few shadow punches in there. Yeah, yeah. rough yeah. him up. Kick yeah. that shadow. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> Josh is throwing very <laughs> threatening punches. <at> the <laughs> yes, they're now. scary. I would not want to be on the receiving end of those punches, let me tell you. Yeah, you don't want to get fisted <laughs> by him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and he like tries to beat up the girls. He tosses them off the castle or down a well in the mosque. Oh, yeah. They're like flying off the edges and they're being held there by the mom and it's a balancing act. And then he goes to attack the dad again and then they save the dad by all joining hands and giving him their magic, the family magic, love. And then, wow, kapow, their dad's alive. Yep. And he throws his brother magically down a well. I could not help but think like, this is, isn't this kind of awkward? Like, 
Oh, hi, dad, who's dead, who we've never met. Hi, mom, who thought her husband was dead and moved on to his brother for a while. And Who ended up, so it turned out that the brother was the one who killed the dad. So imagine coming back from the Shadowlands and your wife has married the, your brother who killed you. That's awkward. I bet they had some real discussion, discussions <laughs> yeah. behind closed doors. <laughs> like, wait till the girls go home. We've got yeah. stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Well, who cares? Because there's a wedding and everything's going to be perfect. Yay. And they just add more goofy stuff in there. And it was like a cutesy ending, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then there's nothing ever gets wrapped up as far as the boys, the nah. love interests. Well, they're at the wedding. Which I guess is significant for Marcus because he's immortal, supposedly, in Coventry at the wedding. They don't care about sharing their secret, do they? No, they tell literally anybody who will listen. (laughs) There's a part where, like, they had taken a door to Coventry and, like, the door's flying up in the air. And then Marcus was like, did you just see, uh, no? Okay. Also, there was no Lucinda in this movie, which is Alex's best friend that she stayed with. I could have done with some... I know. With some very logical, pragmatic Lucinda. Yes. humor. Sass. And this whole movie was very, like, Alex kind of being forced into Cameron's world. It was very Cameron-centric, I guess. Which I guess is, like, the obvious next progression of the story, if you were to take it immediately afterwards, instead of, like, jumping forward, but... Yeah, but I would have liked to see more blending of their worlds as opposed to Alex being the fish out of water. So let's talk about lessons. What did you learn? Both of you, right now at the same time. Listen to your heart when he's calling for you. Listen to your heart. (laughs) (laughs) Very superstitious. Writing on the wall. I put a spell on you. <gasps> and now you're mine. Watch out. <laughs> okay. Uh, any lessons learned? This one's hard because it's like you thought that you should listen to like yourself, but also that was kind of the wrong answer, but it was for the right answer. So I'm not sure. I learned that you should never assume that someone's a prince just because they're wearing nice clothes. Ooh, that is kind of a good one. Yeah, this one was difficult. Was there any real consequence to anything? I mean, I guess so. If they didn't destroy the darkness, then their world would have been destroyed. But it was already threatened of being destroyed in the first one. They kind of already had their family. I don't know. I don't think I learned anything either. Um, There's somebody really angry about how it deviates from the books. You want to hear about that? Ooh, yeah. Sure, yeah. Okay, one out of ten should have never been made. As much as Whoa. I love <laughs> as much as I love movie sequels, this one I didn't enjoy, and for various reasons. Who loves one, sequels? Obviously, is that the first movie was a total disgrace disgrace to the series as eighty percent <laughs> of the series was thrown out the window. I'm sorry. Disgrace just like this mowage. <laughs> this mowage is a disgrace. <laughs> Now I sound like an old Jewish mother. <laughs> <laughs> now it is a disgrace. I thought that Disney would be smart enough to stop with the first one and disgrace us true fans anymore, but I was wrong. They went ahead and did a sequel and shredded the series even more by having the girls start at college when in the books they're sophomores in high school. <gasps> oh. The next thing they did was have everyone in the Barnes household know that the twins are witches. Hello. Only David is the only one who is supposed to know that the girls are witches. Even having a maid is totally out of character. Nice. Everyone come to Coventry for the wedding was another big mistake since the location is a heavily guarded secret among the people of Coventry that the island, it's not a dimension in the series, but an (gasps) island near Maine, is shrouded in mist. Oh. This all makes so much more sense. Okay. Yeah. I know, I feel like I should read the books. (laughs) One of the most important things that they completely screwed up was the notion that Aaron was possibly alive and not dead. The death of their father was the one thing that kept the twins focused to learn magic so that they could ultimately defeat Thantos at the end of the book series and get revenge for Aaron. 
the second most important thing that got screwed up and really got me hot under the collar was the continuation of the relationship between Karsh and Ileana. I've already commented about this for the first movie, that this should never have happened because in the series, Karsh is old enough to be her grandfather. He's also her guardian and helping her learn how to be a protector to the twins. I believe that these movies were nothing but an attempt to give Tia and Tamara a comeback performance. It was Disney's way to introduce them to a newer generation and they failed miserably. In the making of feature at the director said that he searched hard to find twin actors that the audience would enjoy. The best thing they could have done was do what they did with Lindsay Lohan in the Parent Trap remake. This would have been much better for all of us. I beg Disney that the next time you decide to make a decom about a book series, you at least use 80% of the series instead of 20%. Wow. Okay. They are looking for like Harry Potter levels, eight part series (laughs) movies. Okay. This is a decom. They can only do so much. I mean, but they read Disney to filth because they read the books. I don't know literally anybody who grew up loving this series. No. So that's got to be super niche. And if you're a huge fan of the Twitches books, and you hear there's a movie coming out about these books that nobody's heard of. Uh-huh. And then you get delivered this that. thing that's dressed up like Twitches. I can understand being upset by yeah. it. That was a really good explanation, actually. Because usually the decom plot holes are just like, we don't know. Why did they decide to do that? In this one, they were just being cheap or something or trying to appeal to a certain audience. They probably, I do not believe that they were looking for twins to appeal to. I'm no. sure they picked Tia and Samara right off the bat and then yeah. to fit the plot around them. I That being, okay. So I have gripes with the plot and everything. But once again, I don't think this is the worst decom. And it was fun to watch at times. So what do you rate it based on that? I'm going to rate it a five. It's like right in the middle for me. It's not the worst. It's not anything special to me. Slammy. You stole it right out from my mouth words. <laughs> you took it right out of her tooth box. <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I agree. I also rated a five. Well, there we go. None of us really have to do much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no. I like it because the last time you guys all rated at seven, so <laughs> they the movie is consistent in its appeal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think we're kind of starting to mind meld because I think the last few that I've been on, we all gave it the same review. Yeah. So that wraps it up. Reach into the shadow realm and pull out our podcast from the depths of of the unknown or else we'll put a spell on you and don't forget to rate comment subscribe you can find us on itunes google play wherever you download podcasts as well as on youtube find us on facebook at podness together send us an email with your comments questions and your favorite disney channel movie at podness together at gmail.com yay well I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. I have a pizza.